Chapter 10 The body of the zealot lay in the hall, the cloak hovering nearby. Strange bent and laid two fingers on the zealot's neck, feeling for parts. There was none. He was dead, and Strange had killed him. It was a terrible thing to realize, but Strange couldn't take time to process it right then. He swept the cloak around his shoulders and went upstairs looking for Caecilius. Instead, he found the empty framework lying on the floor in the artifact gallery under the window that displayed the sentim sigil. Strange! He turned and saw Mordo on the other side of the gallery, a sword strapped to his back. You're okay. A uh, relative term, Shin said. But yeah, I'm okay. The cloak of levitation, Mordo said as he got a better look at what Strange was wearing. It came to you. The ancient one stepped out of the shadows near Mordo. No minor feet, she said, almost complimenting him. It's a fickle thing. Strange wasn't interested in compliments from her right then, but he also knew the time wasn't right to confront her with what he had learned about Dormammu and the source of her long life. He's escaped, he said. Caecilius? the ancient one asked. Yeah, he can fold space and matter at will. He folds matter outside the never dimension? In the real world? She looked deeply concerned at this. Having experienced Caecilius' power, Strange could understand why. Yeah, he said. How many more? Two. I shouldn't one in the desert. And the other? His body is in the hall, Strange said. Master Drum was in the fire. He's been taken back to Kamartaj, Mordo said. Her tone grave, the ancient one brought Strange up to date. The London sanctum has fallen. Only New York and Hong Kong remain now to shield us from the dark dimension. You defended the New York Sanctum from attack. With his master gone, it needs another. Master Strange. Master? That was impossible. He wasn't ready. Compared to Mordo or Wong, Strange had just begun his study. And even if he was ready... No. He said, turning to her, It is Doctor Strange. Not Master Strange, not Mr. Strange, Doctor Strange. He struggled to control his emotions as he went on. When I became a doctor, I swore an oath to do no harm. And I've just killed a man. I'm not doing that again. I became a doctor to save lives, not take them. The ancient one heard him out. From the look on her face, he even thought she believed he was sincere. But still, she cut through what he said. She was her own kind of surgeon, slicing away the diseased parts of her students' minds and emotions. You became a doctor to save one life above all others, she said. Your own. Strange was getting a little sick of her guru act. Still seen through me, are you? I see what I've always seen, she said. Your overinflated ego. You want to go back to the delusion that you can control anything, even death, which no one can control. Not even the great Dr. Stephen Strange. Not even Dormammu? If she was going to come after him, Strange thought, he wasn't going to back down, not now. 
he offers immortality. Mortal watched both of them, looking concerned that the tension between them might escalate. It's a fear of death that gives Dormammu life, the ancient one said. He feeds off it, like you feed on him. Shane saw from expression that it was true. You talk to me about controlling death. Mm. Well, I know how you do it. I've seen the missing rituals from the book of Cagliostro. Measure your next words very carefully, doctor, she said, her voice quiet, hard, and distinctly threatening. She didn't care, because you might not like them, because you may not know of what you speak. What is he talking about? Mordo demanded. He was looking at the ancient one, but Shinge answered and said, I'm talking about her long life, the source of immortality. She draws power from the dark dimension to stay alive. Mordo refused to believe this. That's not true. I've seen the rituals and worked them out, she said, eyes still focused on the ancient one. I know how you do it. She paused, and for a moment, Shinge thought, he might have gone too far. Where were the warnings about how far you could push the source of her supreme before she lashed out? But she stayed calm and changed the subject. Once they regroup, the zealots will come back. You'll need reinforcements. She turned away and was gone. There was a long, tense silence. Then she broke it. She's not who you think she is, he said to Mordo. Mordo was loyal, and Shinji's accusations against the Ancient One angered him. You don't have the right to say that. You have no idea of the responsibility that rests upon her shoulders. No, Shinji agreed, and I don't want to know. You're a coward, Mordo said stiffly, beginning to lose his temper. Because I'm not a killer? The zealots will snuff us all out, and you can't muster the strength to snuff them out first. What do you think I just did? Shinji shouted. You saved your own life. Mordo shouted back. And then whined about it like a wounded dog. Would you would have done it so easily? You have no idea the things I've done. And the answer is yes, without hesitation. Even if there's another way? There is no other way. You lack imagination. No, Stephen. Mordo said scornfully. You lack a spine. Sword or no sword, Shinji was ready to take a swing at Mordo. Then there. But was interrupted when they both heard the rumble and surge of a portal opening from near the sanctum's front door. They're back, Mordo said, and ran to the balcony overlooking the foyer. Cassius and the zealots were there, with a potent sphere of magical power glowing in the air nearby. We have to end this now, Mordo growled. He vaulted off the railing and dropped to the floor below. She swung out the railing too, but hung in the air with a cloak of levitation holding him in place. Mordo was tangled in both zealots while Cassius began performing a ritual that she assumed would destroy New York's sanctum. The zealots had Mordo in their grasp. Strange! Get down here and fight! Strange was going to fight, but he had a better plan than just charging headlong into a battle. He spread his arms and cast a spell he had learned from watching the ancient one. Cassilis brought both arms down just as Yag inside the long sanctum. Was it only an hour ago? But instead of an explosion that destroyed the sanctum and crippled the shield protecting Earth from the dark dimension, Cassilis' blast petered out 
and disappeared. He looked up in surprise. A strange drifted slowly down the staircase. The mirror dimension, Strange said. You can't affect the real world in here. Who's laughing now? He had expected the Cassius to be angry, or maybe even afraid. Instead, the corrupting master looked right back at Strange with a little smile and said, I am. Reality began to shift around them all, matter folding itself into new patterns. Cassilis would turn the sanctum into a death trap if Strange and Mordor didn't get out. Strange flew down the stairs and caught Cassilis in the middle of casting the spell. He ripped Cassilis' sling ring off and got at the door as Mordor fought his way free of the Digilods. Out on the mirror dimension, version of Bleaker Street, Strange turned to Mordor. I've got a sling ring, he said. I mean, they, they can't escape, right? Through the floating facade of the New York Sanctum, Cassius and his zealots strode out into the street. Mordo slapped him on the arm. Run! They ran down Baker Street to 6th Avenue, where she froze. The roads meeting at the intersection shifted, flipping upside down and inside out. He turned and saw streets and blocks of buildings splitting into mirror images of themselves. Cars drove by upside down above him or peered out of empty space to roar past him. Their connection to the dark dimension makes them more powerful in the mirror dimension, Mordor said. They can't affect the real world, but they can still kill us. This wasn't clever. This was suicide. Cassius and the Pevzi lots were headed for them down the middle of the street. Shit and Mordor ran in the other direction. A strange opened a portal. Seem... If they couldn't get out and trap Cassius in the mirror dimension, they would have time to figure out what to do next. But before they got to the escape portal, Cassius tipped the entire part of New York City up on its side. Strange and Mordor skidded across the Seattle Street toward the skyscraper on the other side. They hit the side of a bus. Bang! Inside, an old man was laughing over a book and completely unaware of their presence. <laughs> That's hilarious! They got to their feet and leaped up the side of the nearest tall building. Strange had the cloak of levitation and Mordor the vaulting boots of Valtor. Behind them, Cassilius was closing in. But Strange had opened another portal on the other side of the building. They were getting close. Cassilius jumped into the air and when he landed again, the impact sent an amazing wave of energy rolling up the building. When the wave struck the portal, it too dissipated. Leaving Strange and Mordor to turn and face their enemies. But Cassius wasn't done. He curved both arms inward, and the skyscraper upon which they all stood curled itself over toward the street. Strange and Mordor fell off it, and as they fell, the street below them slid apart into sections. They plummeted to the gap into another layer of the folded New York Cassius had created, landing on the other side of another building. Around them, they saw the entire city separated, as if they were made of puzzle pieces, and Carcilius had flung them apart. This was a mistake, Strange admitted. Mordor gave him an incredulous look. Then the building underneath them heaved and flung them into the air again. While they fell, the city came together and broke apart again. Mordor deflected off a fire escape, and Strange lost track of him. 
he found himself in a maze of iron steps and railings, trying to stick ahead of the pursuing Carcilius. The zealots also kept pace, running on the sides and bottom of other pieces of the city as they interlocked around Strange. In the confusion, she's lost track of Carcilius, too. And a moment later, Dormammu's servant ran up from the bottom of the same steel catwalk she was following. He punched hard, straight in the gut, knocking the wind out of him. A strange fail, Cassius slid his palms against each other, slam, creating a space shard. Strange was down and gasping. He wouldn't be able to dodge the fatal thrust. Thank you very much for listening to Chapter 10 of Doctor Strange. I hope to see you soon. Bye.